Hello, friends. My name is Joe Armstrong. Welcome to an Independence Day Fast Forward episode where we check in with artists who've previously been on the show, bring them back and see what they are up to. Tim Easton is a Nashville-based singer and songwriter, but he's lived all over the world, written songs all over the world, excellent songs. You should check out what he does. He does really great work. He's at timeaston.com. He's on the Facebook. He's on the Twitter, Tim underscore Easton. Tim, how are you, man? I'm doing good, Joe. Thanks for uh, inviting me to come back uh, to the... Uh the neighborhood and, and do the thing. Again. I appreciate it, man. You're you're starting a tour. You've got a brand new record called American Fork. It just came out just about a month ago. Yep. And uh, it's a full band affair this time around. I know you've been doing. You've done all kinds of different ensembles. You've done like soloish type stuff. Yeah. You're writing Joshua Tree, like different things. Like, why did you choose to go this direction to have another full band record? Um, it is my lot in life to wander around wondering what kind of record I'm going to make next. Like as soon as I finish one, I'm on to the next and yeah. it, it, it changes and morphs and here and there. And, and oftentimes I want to record an album that's easy for me to go out on the road and support solo acoustically because I can't afford to bring a whole band with me. And what I did with this one is I was like, well, all these songs I have to be able to play on an acoustic guitar. I'm, I'm going to be able to just play any one of them and not sweat it that I don't have a band. So is it... But, because I got a big band going, and it's like, next thing you know, it's Patrick Damphier. I got got everything about him. He records under the name Field Days. Patrick Damphier is a producer that lives and works in Nashville, Tennessee. He's a great musician as well. He can play every instrument well. He's the one, actually, who kind of stepped in and produced and brought the production into it that made it so big and so warm and, and great and he engineered it mixed it mastered it he he did it all man and it says that we co-produced it on the back and i just want to put it on the record <laughs> patrick i love you man you just nailed it with this record it's like i'm i'm just uh so proud of it but i you know this one has bridges the song has bridges ah uh, the middle eight as they you say know, it's got it's British got minor chords in it <laughs> like the last album was a very simple blues based thing and um this one we kind of went all out and I showed up with the acoustic guitar, and Patrick was like, "Why don't you play the electric guitar?" Okay, let's not let's and sing with the band, you know, and like, and let's even though it's it was recorded kind of Dylan style, as I like to say, meaning I was sang with the band, and what you get is what you live you know, in a room, get. live in a room with the band, but a very big room with the drums in their own room, a big room with little rooms inside it, right, right, right. And you can see, so this is we're talking a warehouse, you know, yeah, this is like Warhol's factory meeting abbey road in this yeah. place of great creativity so and really good gear and amazing stuff so long answer to your question is i went the route of of production and and um because i could you know and it's really enjoyable to make records and i believe making records and, and live touring is a different ball game some people's job is to go imitate that record my job is a folk musician. I'm basically a singer-songwriter folky guy that just right. goes out and I entertain each room each night specifically uh, specifically for that room. Yeah. So I think of all the t- I've seen you play a number of times in various places. I saw you in Chicago, I think, was the first time I ever saw you play at the Abbey, if I remember correctly. Right. And you had some semblance of a band at that point. Yeah, maybe Jay Bennett uh, was there. I don't know. I know. Or, I mean, I knew Jay. I mean, not on a super personal then, level from oh, Wilco. Oh, we're uh, talking a drummer about. and a bass player from yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. Rose yeah. Rogan's. Okay. It was like a small ensemble kind of thing. It was a late show. Yeah. Uh, you know, not expecting you or other people to remember that particular thing, but that's just the first because that's the, I think that's, it stands out of my memory. It's the only time I've seen you play with a band. Every, other right. time I've seen you've been solo. Yeah. I, that's not true. I showed up at Joshua Tree one time. Oh right. And 
just for like a weekend away from LA and I yeah. we rented a little cabin out there and we me and the girl I was dating at the time had no idea what we were, we were just going to go and relax right and, and with the intent to kind of stay close to the cabin yeah and I talked to the guy who ran the property he's like oh you know what's going on in town in town is a very relative thing in Joshua Tree <laughs> He's like, oh, a musician's playing this tonight. And I'm a musician. So I said, well, who is it? And he's like, well, it's Tim Eason. You probably, first, you probably wouldn't know him. Yeah. So there's that. And I was like, no. he said, it's Tim Eason. I said, oh, I know Tim, you know, on like super personal level, but I, I know of him, right. you know. So we went down and saw you played a pizza parlor oh, in Joshua cool. Tree with a band that seemed like they didn't know the songs. Oh. <laughs> That's a good place. And to I hope go. I'm not calling anybody out. No, but. that's a good place to go with a band and have a little bit of a jam. Yeah, I guess then. that's what I'm trying to yeah. say. It's, it felt like more of just kind of an improvised affair, but it was cool, just the same. Yeah, I just played with both of those guys two days ago at the okay. Joshua Tree Roots Fest. We played three songs at the end of my set. And okay, it was great. They, at a they pizza nailed place? it. Yeah, the great musicians uh, Ben Kennedy, Damien Lester, just guys that live out in Joshua Tree that are, that yeah. are uh, great musicians. There's a lot of artist stuff going on yeah. out there. Yeah. So what you're saying, I guess, to backtrack just a little bit, is that the intent was to do a similar sort of record to what you've been doing, like show up with your guitar and your rack of harmonicas and just kind of blast out some songs. And then he, the producer said to you, Hey, I think this does needs more. Well, I I'm into the, I'm into saying yes now and just accepting other people's ideas. I've already done it my way enough time. I've imposed my will on stuff enough. It's like, and it's gotten me to where it's gotten me. Let's try something different. And that's really the way I went with it. And Patrick, you know, he, he took the idea, the backing vocals thing, to a just a new level of 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 Leonard Cohen-y slash Beatles-y type things. Yeah. And these are all my neighborhood friends, and he's just really good at grabbing sounds and mixing them down. And and um, you know, we we brought in Russ Paul on pedal steel. This guy's on records that everybody's heard. Yeah. And you know, when you put a pedal steel, we overdubbed the pedal steel. So there you go. But the minute you bring that in, a steel on top of a lush band already. You get or- orchestral sounds are going, yeah. and 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 that's what I I feel like what happened. And we stripped it down for some things and kept it loud and and um, and big for others. And I I'm super proud of it. And it's it's unlike any other record I've made, as are all of them. They're all different in their own way. It's so new. I personally haven't heard very much of it, but I'm looking forward right. to it because I mean I love the solo thing, but I think I like the band in, in terms of just music to listen to. Sure. I, I like yeah. it when artists can do both, but I like I like it when there's contrast, I guess is what I'm getting at. Right. So that uh, there's yeah. the solo thing and the songs hold up, but they're malleable enough to kind of be bent into a more complex arrangement because then you have so much more in the way of dynamics. Loud, soft, quiet, you know, the, the timbres of different instruments, the textures True. of different instruments. I think I'm a little bit, you know, mentally unbalanced to be sure, but like bringing out a band on the road unless I was making the kind of money that would make everybody comfortable and happy, that's all it, what it gets down to. Yeah. I can't afford to, to travel with a band, and nor do I want to have to look out for a band right. and worry about their morning to night, their meals and everything. Right. I know that wouldn't be my job, but I get too micromanaging, and that, that right. might have been why, you know, why, or that might be why my career is where it is at the moment, um, on a massively upward arc, um, right, <laughs> but it's like reach it's, for the stars, Tim. I, I really, you know, what's true? Like, I, I didn't think about big. I think folky. I think campfire. It's like that. My, my, um, my, my success. My version is of success is is someone singing one of my songs at a campfire a hundred years from now. Yeah, and, and I know that I should think bigger than that because now I'm a father, or I should have always been thinking better, bigger than that. But it's just kind of in my nature to keep it low key. 
And I love traveling around and playing solo acoustic. I like traveling by myself. I like being the lone wolf. Right. Um, I'll, you know, two or three is fine, but that whole three is a crowd thing is really, really a, a, a big deal to me. It, it, yeah. I mean, you know, unless they can travel like I can travel and we've got that, you have to dial that in with a band. You've right. got to dial that stuff in and it's, it's not always easy. There's freedom that yeah. comes with that. Like being able, and I mean with a capital F, like to do what you're doing and it very Damn much, straight. and it appeals to you yeah. and what you're doing because the songs are malleable. Like you can, having seen you play with a band, you yeah. know, and there's something I want to talk about real quick and then I want to talk about the, the big giant gorilla in the room, which is the election. But there's <laughs> something that you do with guitar that I find very, very interesting is that in some regards, it would almost, and go with me on this, it would almost be like overplaying. Sure. Right. If you were playing with a band, you couldn't play all the intricate I wouldn't do little all that stuff. stuff that you're yeah. doing. Because I encourage people to check out your. You've got a YouTube channel too. Yeah. Go to the YouTube channel. Uh, right. Just look up Tim Easton on the YouTubes, and you'll find his stuff on there. Because he's a very, you're a very inventive guitar player when it comes to accompanying yourself. Right. You do things that I mean I wouldn't think to do. And I think that's really, really fascinating because you fill yeah. a lot of space harmonic. There's a lot of harmonic yeah. motion in what you're doing, which I think is really interesting. So Thank kudos you, to yeah. you, man. I, I leave, and that that will damage some of the singing sometimes. If I if I concentrate on just strummy guy and then sing, that's one thing. But I do like to fill the space. And I do like to play in between the, the the verses and do little hooks and things. And that's all stuff I learned from Doc Watson. Yeah. You know, or watching some greats play, and 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 guys that could do it by themselves with a guitar, right? You know, and there just aren't many of them. There's a few. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that I'm special or anything, but there there aren't many guys that would sit there and I could entertain me for a full set, right? By themselves with a you know Randy Newman on a piano by himself, I'm in. You know, I'm hooked. totally. Neil Young could probably do it pretty good too, right? And I'm not saying I'm in league with those guys. But when I when a guy comes in to sing songs, he better have it, or a woman comes in to sing. There better be more than just a pretty voice. There better be a lyric that just melts my mind and may, may, makes me think that you feel what I feel, and I must learn what you feel more. You know, right? Or there must be some guitar playing, or piano playing, or uh, musicianship that makes me want to learn. Yeah. So uh, I. I don't know. I, after all these years, probably the street started it out for me. After all these years, yeah, I've I've, I've dialed it in so I can I can do it by myself and 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 I can get the job done just fine. I think that's the honestly for me at least that's the hardest thing to do is to uh, do it solo, right? Because you are responsible for all the rhythmic motion, the yeah. harmonic motion, the lyrics, the melody, the comedy. There's no hard the comedy. There's no yeah. the the sorrow, the joy, the tragedy, the everything. Yeah. Yeah, and you're taking on that mantle as an entertainer, and entertainment can be sad. Entertainment oh, can no, be happy. Yeah. I, I see tears and laughter every night. Yeah, and, uh, it's real, and I. That means you're doing it right. Yeah, it's right. That's when people tell me they've cried, or uh, I say that I mean, I'm just doing my job, and you. Yeah. it's like a it's it's a it's a, re, a compliment, and uh, and I I gotta say like when I want to hold on to a chord for a couple extra bars, then I do. If I want to take a deep breath, or if I have to hiccup or something. There's all this liberate. There's all right. liberty with playing by yourself, and also if I just want to stop and address something that just happened, or be as comedians would call it, day of material. Right. 
Day up and work with the crowd, uh, deal with the heckler. Work the room. Uh, not that I get, uh, you know, hecklers, not, maybe not the right word because I don't really often get a heckler. <laughs> you yet. suck, he yeah, said. Yeah, it's like, you know, but I mean, there's been, there's always, you know, you'd be surprised at the gigs that, uh, no, I know, that I cross. And yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, at no, the I level. Wouldn't. I, I'll, <laughs> I I'll be play, surprised. At least I'll, I'll play. Yeah, them. I'll play, I'll play, uh, you know, six great gigs and then all of a sudden I'll be in this bar that I should not be in playing when and there's a baseball game on or something and you're like right. how did this happen it's it happened because it's my fault i you know yeah. I, I take responsibility for it and i try to make the best of it and uh but i i really am trying to slow that aspect down and keep the good gigs and ditch the uh, shitty gigs yeah pardon okay. me that's okay I'm gonna start keep the good gigs and ditch the bad gigs I know exactly what you're saying because this is a story that I, I tell too much. I'll keep. I'll give you the very short version. I was playing a show in a bar in Chicago at one point, and people were really engaged. And I was like, "Yeah, this is awesome!" They're like really paying attention. I'm like making faces and different things. And then all of a sudden, everybody started making these really gruesome faces. And I was like, "What's going on? What, that wasn't a sad lyric, or wasn't a terrible lyric." And I noticed there's a TV above my head, and they were showing Jaws. So apparently, Quint had just been eaten, or the the surfer, or, or the, the water skier, or whatever. Like so, now I'm you know now I'm thinking like. Yeah, this is this is my job. This is what I do for a living. I'm competing with Spielberg movies for entertainment dollars. Is what I'm doing. Anyway, one real quick thing about busking before we get onto the election thing, which is like the juicy, juicy topic, is you you little detail. You said while we were setting up that you actually did some busking overseas with someone named Beck. Right. Perhaps you've heard of him, Mr. Zanku Chicken himself. Yep. Um, Any good Beck stories, real quick ones that we you know can what? Tell? It was fantastic. I lived over there, had an apartment. In 1991, uh, right around Gulf War time, Beck was over there looking for his grandfather, or going to hang out with his grandfather, Al Hansen, who was a part of the Fluxus art movement. Um, he used to build sculptures out of cigarette butts, you know, was friends with John and Yoko. He's kind of one of those cats. And um, he would pass through, and my, my friend James Rowe, who lives here in Los Angeles, said... Hey, my friend Beck's coming. Let's let's put him up. I'm like, all right, great. He shows up with a Gibson, old Gibson guitar with no case. Immediately, within a day, I knew there was something special about this guy. He did know a lot of Woody Guthrie songs right off the bat. He just had something different. That's all there was to it. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're out busking. And if there's one story I'm going to tell, it's the. I mean, he he wrote about it in his book in the book American Music by Annie Leibovitz. He wrote an essay in there, which. Um, Go read because it talks about how he discovered this African music up on the on the hill in Montmartre. But what the story I will have to go do is uh, that the three of us, me, Beck, and James Rowe, went to Jim Morrison's grave, which was actually in the R and D small where I lived in that neighborhood. So we went over there with our guitars. <laughs> we met three girls from Iceland. We brought them back to my flat. I cooked them pasta. We pulled out our guitars and started playing songs and they left. Hmm. <laughs> That's not how it's supposed to work. No, no, we met these three girls at Jim Morrison's grave, brought them back to our place. The minute we started playing music, they excused themselves. Hmm. And, and, uh, I guess Beck, they, they knew what was about to go down. Yeah, I, I guess. Just, I mean, I, you know, who knows? We were all learning Travis style picking at the time. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I saw the next time I saw Beck, you know, loser, had just come out of the... He sent me a cassette with a bunch of like One Foot in the Grave stuff and we kept in touch a little bit. And the last song on the cassette he sent me was this first early mix of Loser. And I drove it around my neighborhood in Columbus, Ohio to all my friends. I was like, listen to this. Yeah. And all of us were just like, that was brand new. I mean, it yeah. wasn't... We hadn't heard folk music or Delta Slide mixed with hip-hop beats 
we just hadn't heard nobody had heard that yet so it was so brand new and um it was political too because yeah. the the version i had had george herbert walker bush voice in it like i'm a winner i'm a, you know the whatever oh right 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 yeah. so there was more of that in that early version yeah so that is something that has been glossed over i think in 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 uh in beck history or whatever yeah like, everybody tries to focus on other things now but i you know that was a like it also had a political side to it so to yeah. me it did anyways and and um you don't you don't hear him doing that now, and, and same as as Dylan. You know, Dylan started out. The times are changing. Where you know, his second album, uh, super political, like songs right. like "With God on Our Side" on it, and that just blew my mind as a little kid. My mom made me listen to that, and uh, I've lately been talking about that a lot more because I just found that album in a in a record store and bought it for my daughter. Yeah, when my I had a little Fisher Price record player when I was a kid, and my mom had Beatles singles, of course. Yeah, and she brought down. I mean, I remember the Apple logo very distinctly, but she played, I think Hey Jude was backed up with Revolution, if I'm correct, and it was the electric version. You know, this is almost not quite Reagan era, I maybe. Seven inch. And, uh, you know, so and I like the Revolution one, but as a kid, like hearing something about Revolution was something you only heard about in, you know, history class. Oh, and yeah. at that grade level, it's pretty remedial. They're not really talking a lot about it. But I remember thinking, oh, that's something we can do. You know, which kind of brings me to my next topic, actually. You're going to play us a song here in just a second, which sure. is, this is like the big 800-pound gorilla, the big orange-faced, blonde-haired, giant, nine-foot-long red-tied gorilla in the room, both literally and figuratively, is this politics thing. It's election season. Election's just a couple weeks away. There's an election coming up right now, you're saying? Yeah, I know it's hard to believe. In case, you know, uh, I'm, I would be willing to bet that there are even people who have lived in caves. Who I, I can't be I can't imagine lucky, you wouldn't have heard about lucky it. people, those lucky lucky people that are that are just yeah work, living on a, a commune somewhere without any internet or oh, and, my and Lord. just farming the living the land and growing stuff uh, and yeah I, I, if I, only I, I envy them. <laughs> I don't, um, do I ever tell you know the tune the tune that I'm going to play? Uh, don't spectate, participate. Uh, came about many years ago when I was a, a street musician in Europe. I was over there right when I got to London in 1986, if you can believe it. Uh, there was a march, an av- uh, a march through the town of London, a demonstration that was to raise awareness for a guy that was in prison. And the guy that was in prison, his name was Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard of Nelson Mandela, and uh, I'd never heard of Billy Bragg. But there was a concert at the end of the at the end of the thing with uh, another guy by the name of Boy George, another guy by the name of Sting, big audio dynamite, and my introduction to Billy Bragg, and we marched through town. And during the during the march, I stepped aside to take some photographs that I still have, and this gentleman in a bright green mohawk was walking by, and he screamed at me, "Don't spectate, participate!" And uh, I I. You know, I just lodged that away in the brain for a while. And I wrote the tune a couple of years ago before this election. Um, but you can better believe that I've been singing it every yeah. day this month because it doesn't pick sides. It just says, it doesn't point fingers, really. It, it points fingers to the apathetic, I guess. Right. And right now, of course, it's all about the millennials. Uh, you know, I'm just, I can, but I can completely understand what it's like to come of age, or I'm sorry, I can completely sympathize with with those that are coming of age right now, and this is the election that they yeah. have to deal with, to vote with. I mean, 
No wonder why they want to just toss it in and say this is you your know. starting point. Yeah, I like, mean that's I, it's ridiculous. That's almost, that's almost. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's almost inconceivable to me to have this be the election that is your first taste of an election. Because what's going to happen four years, eight years, twelve it, years down the road? Completely sad and this and is their benchmark. Despicable. Like, and and I'm not again no no side pointing here. I mean it's really just we've all let this happen. It's kind of our fault. And uh, I, I, my, I like to say, I like to say it's educate, you know, because of education. Um, the if education was, uh, was, you know, could just be taken up a few notches from the beginning to, you know, and then parenting, parenting, which and is education, part of education, right? It completely is, and and in parenting is maybe the most important responsibility that you're ever uh, given in life. And uh, I have to say, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm out here rambling around quite a bit, but I, I feel like. Um, I feel like it's it's happening, and, and, and I'm really happy to do it. And I'm happy to, to go and visit my friends that are school teachers' uh, kids and, and sing for them, too, and do that, do that uh, the, the Woody Guthrie thing. All right. Well, let's hear this. My guest on Independence Day Fast Forward this week, Tim Easton. You can go back. He joined us, uh, man, when was this? Way back on uh, February 12th of 2014 is when this aired. But we recorded our episode in your basement. And thank you for being so gracious no for opening your home to that, doing it in your basement in Nashville. That was New Year's Eve of 2013, which thank seems like you. only yesterday. Thank you for supporting independent, true independent artists that are rambling around doing their thing. Oh, man. It's, it's my honor to do it. I mean, I am among your legion. And I felt in some way compelled to give back or participate in a different way or because mm. I know so many wonderful musicians having traveled around as a mus- musician myself, yeah. being a fan of music, as a writer of music, as a producer of music, that there's just so much that isn't getting heard. My, I hear people complain all the time, well, there's no great music anymore. Mm. And I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. I think there's as much, I mean, we don't have, we're not in the growth period that we were in the early 70s when we had Zeppelin and the Beatles and... And everything, when it thinks something's new, right? Any art form, when it's new, it's growing. It's, but we have so much fantastic music being heard these days. You just have to work a little harder to find it. So if I can present some of it, get it out there, raise profiles, get people listening to more things, or at least convince them that there's great things happening. Thank you, Joe. I yeah. will have succeeded. Anyway, so this is the song. Uh, you can find this on his website, I believe. Also the YouTube channel, timeeaston.com. Uh, yeah, there's a recording of me doing it in Australia where it's mandatory to vote, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Uh, and here, you know, we'll come back, we'll talk just a little bit more about voting, getting out and doing that kind of thing. Um, this is the song, but you can also listen to this on indepthday.com. It's our website. You'll find it there. This is Tim Easton. The song is Don't Spectate, Participate on Independence Day. Fast forward. The time has come. For us to go And to use our voices Cast our votes But half of us We'll just look on While the others try to fix what's wrong Don't spectate Participate If you don't give a damn And you've nothing to say Well if you won't give a damn Then step out of the way If I hear another idiot say This election won't affect me either way Well, my selfish friend, that may be true But there's a few more people in this world besides you Don't spectate, 
participate If you don't give a damn and you've nothing to say Well, if you won't give a damn, then step out of the way And if I hear another coward say If that one side wins, then I'm moving away But do us a favor, get the hell out now This land was never your land anyhow You can spectate while we participate Well, if you don't give a damn and you nothing to say Well, if you won't give a damn, it's a damn shame If I hear about another regulation That prevents anybody from participation Well, I say to you As you try to turn back time You know a lot of folks died so we could have this right Don't spectate, participate if you don't give a damn and you've nothing to say Well, if you won't give a damn, then step out of the way Well, you might give a damn as you're fading away But if you won't give a damn, it's a damn shame my name is Joe Armstrong. You're listening to Independence Day. This is our fast forward feature. We bring artists on who've previously been on the show. Check in with them, see what's going on. This is Tim Easton. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Joe. He's got a fantastic new album. It's called American Fork. You can pick it up at timeaston.com. Also follow him on Twitter at Tim underscore Easton. He's got a cool YouTube channel, 150 or so videos on there, I think. Yeah. Check that out. Uh, I want to talk about the 100 Songs Project in a minute, but before we're done, before we get off this political topic, let's see if we can do this succinctly and briefly. Mm -hmm. uh, you do, you know, you've picked up like the the sign, like the Pete Seeger thing. You're a folk musician out there among the people like, carrying a message yeah. around and it's hard I'm, I'm almost done it's 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 hard to do that and not like wear your progressive put people to sleep well <laughs> to put people to sleep but but there's also the the folk tradition yes. has a that's very yeah. progressive and there's a lot of people who go to those concerts but it's hard to do that and not wear your politics on your sleeve what i'm getting at is do you ever get concerned about alienating a portion of your audience can you afford to do that how important is that to you that's an important choice for an artist uh absolutely i'm I not mean, springsteen about that. can make I'm that not, choice easily yeah i mean i'm really proud of of what the boss has been doing my gosh he's like a, a beacon of of light and hope and i i gotta say i'm way into the woody guthrie side of that left wing right wing chicken wing it's all the same to me um i'm just trying to do uh hopefully the right thing the supportive thing uh, the humanist thing and um, I know that we all disagree about what the the right or wrong thing to do is, um, but I don't. My my whole my whole shows aren't based around that. I'm just like I don't have to worry about being quote unquote Dixie chicked off the radio. Okay, right. my album is actually being played on the radio quite a bit right now. The the low on the dial stations, the NPR stations, the the Americana stations. This. Um, this last month, quite a bit of it, and uh, it and congratulations, thank you. And it's like that's that's been great, and I don't have to worry about 
you know, being removed from that stuff, primarily also because like the, the in, for the Dixie Chicks, I mean, they had a massive career. Like that was a huge change up. All of a sudden they went from this to not to nothing because everybody just abandoned them and that, but you know, that's not my audience. You know, my audience is, is, uh, is a lot smaller to begin with, but also I'm bringing in new people all the time. And I guess just to answer your question, I think it's our responsibility. I, I'm not going to run for office or I'm not going to do um, civics uh, in a way of like, I'm not going to help, you know, I do neighborhood stuff. I definitely do that. But I think it's our responsibility as citizens to do something important for your neighborhood like that, to, to, do, your, to do your time, to go work, you know, whether it be with the church or with uh, some group and help uh, help people that are either, you know, less fortunate than you or just that's part, it's part of our responsibility. Right. It's the way I've, I've, I've learned it and the way that, um, that it's uh, been taught to me to do that. And uh, it started quite young, you know, when I went overseas. I went to the third world when I was a young man and, and helped in, in the barrios of Santo Domingo. So that, that's, it's, you know, I don't, uh, I'm not, trying to preach it i just think that yeah. that's part of what i do so my thing is i write a song occasionally every now and then that addresses things that are on my yeah. mind i think it's my responsibility and i think it's our responsibility as citizens to step up and and speak our minds yeah well you said the c word right there citizen which is something i talk about a lot when i'm at the pub especially about two and a half pints in right at the yeah. sweet spot <laughs> and it's like I feel like we've been sold the idea that we're consumers before we're citizens. Oh my gosh. And I don't know that that's, you know, for us as the ones who are actually citizens, I don't think we know that that switcheroo has taken place. Yeah. You, we, you're, I want, we want, I yeah. need. And the need lyrics and want, of the first song and the new album are just all about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Need and want have been kind of blurred. What that line is, uh-huh. you know, and open your eyes. There are homeless people on the sides of the roads and... Yeah, I mean, what's going on this in Haiti? This is us. What's going on in Haiti right now, and you know, North Carolina? I mean, post Hurricane Matthew. Yeah, it's it's completely brutal, and um, that is not going to change in the near future. It's actually going to get harder down yeah. there. So, um, yes, it's it does help to to have viewed the country from afar. I have to say, yeah. Um, and I wish more Americans, North Americans, could go do that. Yeah, you know. By the way, people in from the uh, from the border of Mexico all the way to the bottom of Chile are also Americans. Okay, right. Don't don't try to pin any like socialist tags on me. They are Americans too. They call themselves Americans. They're Central Americans. They're South. We, you know, we this this thing about America being ours. We're so close to it that we can't even accept that. You right. know that. I mean, I even also when I, I'll say it to myself, like, yeah, it's you know, well, back in America, but like that's just one. You know, we're all we've all migrated here. Right, migrants migration is is basically what humanity does to keep surviving, and to like to actually tell some group of people that they can't escape a war torn place because they you know and they want to take care of their families that that, that nope migration's done. You know, h- human beings have been migrating <laughs> around the planet for as right. long as we've been here. That's what's going on. That's what we do. It just it's so it's human nature. It's completely. It's so stubborn of people that to to be to say we're going to shut something down. Yeah. Well, I th- again, I think we've got it backwards. Like our our strength is in our diversity. Yeah. 
our strengths are in the fact that we can right. get along peacefully. Having lived in Manhattan, in New York City, Me like too. people walking down the street of in, in Los Angeles, for that matter, too, and other places I've lived where every conceivable language and every conceivable color and creed and belief system yeah. is there existing more or less peacefully. And in Manhattan, it's especially palpable because you're packed in like, a, I don't even know what, like a white dwarf star. Like there's so much energy in this one little place and yeah. you have to get along. The place would explode if it didn't or if people didn't. So it's anyway. It's incredible. It's, a, it's incredible. I can barely deal with the big cities anymore. Myself, yeah. I'm in Nashville now and that's about as, and it still, it feels like a neighborhood to me. Yeah. But yeah, the South. You know, I've lived in the South uh, now for over four years, and there was a learning curve and a and a, and a cultural uh, curve to to because uh, the 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 onion peel layers of the South. Right. You know, it's something something else, and uh, I, I find it very remarkable and full of loads of uh, great loving people. Yeah, and of course, there's people that think different, and you right. know, that's that's everywhere in the world you go. And um, I've been in the substitute teaching. Uh, I've been in the Metro Nashville sub program because I was kind of checking it out from the inside because my daughter was going to about to enter that. So I've been around schools and have had students come up to me and say, "Well, it's time for me to do my prayers now," you know, uh, to to uh, Muslim and 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 or Christian people and and different different uh, religions. So I've been in the at school system and seen that at place. And I just seen that in place, and I think there's loads of folks that are like they could if they could just go to this, you know, New York would be one thing for sure, or Los Angeles, or right here in Glendale, you know. But uh, just just go to a high school in any city, and you're going to see what the future of this country actually really is. You yeah, know, you're <laughs> there's you you have no you know it's just ridiculous uh, that that the way people talk about shutting someone down, it's like it really it, it does upset me, and. Um, that that attitude and stuff is slowly fading away, and I have, uh, you know, honestly, the Republican Party, if they don't start bringing forward people that are accepting of of uh, different sexuality choices, the other, whatever the whatever, other is, if they don't start getting people, you know, that that are that understand that the world is changing and and that, that we change, we all change, and you know, there's there's evolution, it's evolution, like all the. All the battles of an evolution, they all they're all in Tennessee. All the court cases are in Tennessee. <laughs> the the landlocked, the monkey trials, the, all that, that stuff is landlocked. Yeah, and so it's it's really remarkable to be there. And and I, you know, when I see a rebel flag store, you know, like in downtown Lynchburg, the unfortunately named Lynchburg, Tennessee, you know, I go in there and and greet them and and with a smile and say hi and try to just be civil with them. That's that's what I do. Um, in the, in the lineage of uh, you know of, of like Woody Guthrie or something like that because right. I, I go down and I fish the Elk River and that same water makes Jack Daniels right and that goes you know so I'm in Lynchburg a lot I go to Lynchburg a lot and first of all it's called Lynchburg let's face it that's a pretty uh, disturbing name for a town secondly there is a, a rebel flag store there and it's it's um, more or less um, this the front store for a certain hate group and right. they have you know Nathan Bedford Forrest photograph in there, uh, next to a, le- a letter from the mayor that says, "Please don't um, display, don't do what you're doing here in the store." The mayor, you know, is like, "Please." The city council is like, "Come on, you guys, you're, you're bumming everybody out." The whole world comes there: Japanese, Russians, whatever. They all come through there because Jack Daniels. And I, I go in there, and I don't uh, spend my money there, but I go in and shoot the breeze with the locals in there. Um, I think I just try to try to be myself. And try to learn a little bit. Um, it's a, 
It's uh, I've been to all 50 states before I turned 40, and I feel like I understand the country pretty well. I've I've been in all kinds of versions of it, yeah, and uh, I love it. And obviously, Alaska is is my uh, that's my ultimate. It's like you your know, spiritual home. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm an honorary Alaskan. I've been told that by Alaskans, and I don't take that for granted. I'm yeah. super proud of it. I think that's something you definitely have to earn. Yeah, they're uh, they've got their own thing. It's like Texas, except. I'm working on I was gonna, Texas. I was going to say, honestly, better. Better is the right word to say, but oh, it's, they just, have, it's they a different have, stripe. They fight. They, yeah, there's a there's a regional snobbery thing going on with the both of them, and uh, Alaskans like to say, well, we'll, you know, we'll cut ourselves in half, and then you'll be the third biggest state in the union. That's how big, <laughs> that's how big Alaska is. Alaska's wonderful, and, and uh, so is Texas. I, I dig them both, and, and uh, I, 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 I've been to Alaska 15 years in a row, and, yeah. and now I'm starting to work on Texas a little more. I think people see what they want to see, and they find what they're looking for. If, if you know, I've and I've been guilty of it myself when I was younger. You go to a strange place, and if your heart's not open to it, you're gonna find stuff that you're looking for, even if you don't know you're looking for it. You're gonna right. find unhappiness, right. but you have to have the courage to open your heart to where whatever it is you're going to and whatever it is you're looking for, because that's the only way that you'll ever really f- be happy anywhere. Yeah. Is to open, be open to that, and that, and I think it takes more courage to be that way than it does to be harder or to be closed-minded about things, in my opinion. Yeah, because it's one of the most difficult things in life is to find out what does make you happy and what yeah. you want to be when you grow up and all that. Yeah, you know, some that's people, the courage thing. Yeah, some people fall right into it, but most of us stumble and, and, uh, and, and, and learn and a few steps back. And yeah. I personally feel like I'm the slowest learner on the planet. It, uh, I just, it's, it's just almost comical and it certainly is absurd some of the choices I've made and career um, you know mess ups or people I've chosen to work with that it didn't quite work out and but I I feel very fortunate now to be able to go and play wherever uh, they'll have me and yeah. uh, as it turns out this year that's Australia all of uh, the lower 48 up in Alaska and now I'm going over to the UK and um or the not so united United Kingdom <laughs> and uh, <laughs> over to, the soon to be solo. I'll be in Austria for the election. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting place. They uh they'll just shrug their shoulders, whatever happens, like, hey, that's what you get. Yeah. Then I'll be in Spain, uh, another place that was kind of uh, ruled with an iron uh, uh dubious history, let's just uh, say. Uh, yeah, it's so beautiful there. It's my favorite. It's 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 just the best. I love going there. I mean Japan has been a wonderful thing to go there every couple of years as well. Um, and, and Australia was new to me. So it's like, there's, there's been some of the, the traveling bug that got into me as a child has yielded some of the, uh, the greatest, uh, times that I could ever imagine. So I'm, I'm just gonna, every, every time an experience happens, the first thought is I want to bring, I want to bring my family here. I want to write a better song. So that I can return here and have this particular bowl of soup or whatever it is that's, that's yeah. blowing my mind. I think uh, being most most of the, my favorite people are what I call citizens of the world, mm-hmm. right? Citizens of the or members of the human race. You know, it's like sure, okay, I'm an American. I pay taxes in America. I speak the American version of English. Uh, I use American currency, um, but I don't care what color my money is. I don't care what the people color the people yeah. are. I don't care. I mean, I'm I speak English and some very very poor Spanish. Uh, if I'd been a better student, I would have learned my Spanish better, but that's a, something else I'll set aside. Um, 
but kudos to you for being a citizen of the world and then doing what artists do best, which is taking that in, refracting it, and then re- projecting it back to the rest of us. Right. Because that's an essential service. And I think it's, underlooked in our, it's, it's, it's overlooked in our country as being an essential service. I think we talk about caring about the yeah. arts, but I don't, know if, I don't know how much we do. I mean, it doesn't pay well. I guess no, that's what kidding. I mean. When I say support, I mean um, yeah. I mean, you don't uh, go into into poetry for the for the dough. You right. go and you go and you not you know art and everything for the dough. I mean, yeah, of course you have to make a living, and um, slowly but surely I have figured that out. And now it's too late to get a job. This is my job. <laughs> well, no one's going to give me a job. I'm I'm really surprised that Metro Nashville got me in as a substitute teacher, but somehow I snuck in and got that job. And I I do that on occasion. I've done it like four times, but uh, yeah. Um, I th- I always want to do it, and, and right. it's and I'm I'm teachers. Again, it's like I cannot say enough. Just those few times of subbing, like teachers, my God, they just need so much more, and we have just really reamed that the the education system is just we've just dropped the ball there, and 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 you know it starts with parenting, obviously, but man, that has just been a really painful thing to observe how difficult the job is and how little they have in certain parts of the of uh, of just the city of Nashville and how important that job is because you were as you were saying exactly. before i mean i don't want to get all cliche with the Whitney Houston song or whatever but they are the future like that's <laughs> you know that's those are the people who are going to be managing everything yeah it's hard those to, are, it's, are it's the just next hard. americans you get stuck in whatever phase of your life you're in and you're thinking you know you get self-centered you get you know narcissism kicks in and you forget, you know, yeah, it's like you just you just forget that the those uh, certain folks that are maybe a little more on the hateful side and not accepting of people that are different from them, they're all going to die off eventually. You know, yeah, they. I mean, I believe personally that racism starts with your parents telling you it. Yeah. Um, now we all have a little bit of racism in us. It's called I think it's just called feeling comfortable around people that look like you. That's a version of it, right? Like you're just, you just feel more comfortable with folks that are, you know, that look like you or something. And then, but then there's like the 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 parents that might hammer it in that actually the people that don't look like you are bad, right? And they are to be treated differently. And that you just that's hard to escape. You you might get lucky and all of a sudden hear a different point of view, or all of a sudden realize, you know, through athlete through sports. And music, that's what, ha- you know, music is a big part of it. You're like, wait a minute, I don't, you know, that it's like, I think Spike Lee kind of addressed that when, with that one character telling the others, like, who's your favorite basketball player? You know, and you love Michael Jackson, don't you? You know, it's like, there's, um, okay, strange example. But anyways, like, the, that, the, the thing that's taught from parents uh, is just, uh, that's going to fade. It's going to, it's, it's bound to, it already, you know, it just that, it just seems like for some reason... This, what's happened, you know, having uh, President Obama be part of the scene now has raised this thing out of, uh, and made it very apparent. Right. And very, uh, very um, present now. But really, still, it's not that big of a majority of people. It's not, it's not a majority, actually. It's a minority. They just have a bigger megaphone now right. to talk about it. And, you know, you don't have to belong to a group. You can just have, it, the racism is so deep inside that people don't think they're racist anymore. Right. They don't think it's racism. It's like, that's, that's not why I don't like these people. And um, 
it's fear, like just the fear that, that people have, uh, you know, and, and then all of that can be tied on uh, education, if you ask me. <laughs> but we're getting deep into it now. Woo! Supposed to be a quick interview, Tim. Come on. <laughs> no, it's cool, man. I love getting into these topics, and especially it's a very, very important thing. Regardless, like you said before, regardless of what you do, please go out and vote. And just a couple weeks' time, uh, it is your civic duty. I would say uh, that most of the folks listening, probably fairly participatory folks, you got listening to this. I would say that you should find that one or we all know somebody that's not gonna. Yeah, and that's I think you should go work on that one person. And it's not about telling them who to vote for. It's about telling them to participate. And I get it. I mean, there's, I just get why some people are have thrown up in the towel, and I'm not. You know, um, and you could we could discuss this all day, but like there we all you know find that person that's not participating, and convince them to show up, because I honestly have to say, and this is what worries me about the day after the election. Whoever wins has to win. Has to. Uh, whoever, sorry, whoever loses has to do it gracefully or else we're in, we're going to have some problems Yeah, because that's if, you know, and if everybody voted, I mean, I think the electoral college is reamed. I think that whole system should be replaced. The whole red state, blue state thing. That's ridiculous. All those lines that have been drawn. I think that's ridiculous. If we are the United States, um, clearly we are not, you know, that's the, the sad truth, but we already had a civil war. Okay, we're not going to have another civil war. We're going to have an election, and if if the popular vote could decide it, the other side has to say, "Okay, you got it. This is okay. You got it this time." But that's all gone away, like civil uh, civility and just being being uh, accepting of that, and then working to help do you know change it. That's all seems to have gone away now, and it's either like this or that, and you know, screw you if you're not on my side. Yeah. And, and so the 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 whoever loses the election, I I I hope that <laughs> I hope that he uh, accepts it gracefully, yeah. and that because it comes from the top down, and and if he doesn't say what he needs to say, then and if he says that there's been some kind of rigging or some kind of fixed thing, and that he won't, doesn't accept it, well. Some trouble is going to happen, and the trouble will end up with him in jail, by right. the way. It's going to be a bad place, and yeah. a lot of us are going to be in a bad place, and people are going to be hurt. And that's not that's something to not take lightly. No. And I think it's something... Uh, it's a dangerous situation. Let's yeah. just say that. And I get really disturbed with people that want that to happen. That yeah. really upsets me, and people that want the chaos and anarchy. As much as, as a, a you know potential romantic anarchist I can be in my writing. Um, I do not want to see people fighting and, and dying in the streets. And uh, I want people to use civility and and, uh, and accept um, victory or defeat and move on to then win the next time or whatever you have to do. And, and uh, so let's just get back to uh, some civility. I agree. And creeping up underneath us, you're hearing Tim Easton's song, is this Killing Time or is it Killing Time? Killing Time. Well, that's the thing. The, the two okay. the two meanings so yes. three is in there okay and this is on the new record which is called American Fork you can pick up at timeaston.com you're on Amazon too and all those other places correct yes, right? people can buy that stuff there visit timeaston.com follow him on Twitter at tim underscore easton you've got a lot of tour dates coming up you're going to be all over the world pretty much Europe uh, pretty much for the end of the year you're on the road correct yes and then uh, what happens then then I'm going to take some time and relax okay 
Do you still get a Christmas card from Beck? No. Okay, Tim Easton, thank you so very much for coming and spending time with us, man. I appreciate thank it. You, Please Joe. stay in touch. Spin his record, play his record, get out and vote, and uh, be nice to everybody. I say it at the end of every episode, man. And this is, I normally don't say this at the fast forward episodes, but if you do anything today, please be good to one another. That's, that's the sign off for me. So, Tim, thank you again. Word. Thank you, Joe. Cheers, man. See ya. There has to be something more than just killing time. Fire be wasted on you Start burning